0: Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I'm Nikki Cross, a personal development expert with over 18 years experience developing leaders, entrepreneurs and business owners. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of the inner work to get you out of your own way by helping you take what you learn here and put it into practice so you can truly thrive in life and in business. And by the way, before we dive in, if you want to work with me and take this work even deeper, just pop me a message and inquire about my services or head to tlb.org. UK, TLB stands for Thrive Life and Business, where you'll find all the information that you need. So without further ado, let's get stuck in. Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I'm Nikki Cross, and throughout the month of June 2023, the focus for the Inner Work Conversation is all about being bold in business. And I know that this podcast episode might be as intriguing as it is misleading. So let me just, within the first minute of this episode, clear up what this episode is not. This episode is not about body confidence. This episode is not about self-appearance acceptance. It's not about any of those things. This episode is about business. It's about being bold in business. And I'm using an example that I'm, I don't really know why this has become more prominent in my own mind, but I'm going to use an example, which is my prominent nose. I do that. If any of you are connected with me over on Instagram, you will see that I have a larger nose than the average person. And before I get any of you messaging me being like, oh no, Nikki, your face is great, or your nose is beautiful, love yourself no matter what, please listen to the whole of this episode in its entirety. Because like I said before, this isn't about body confidence. It's not about self-appearance. This is about accepting yourself in business. So let me give you the backstory. For many, many years, I have been made very aware that I have a larger nose than usual. And I think that this has been a conscious thing, a very in-your-face conscious thing, and a very subconscious thing. So, you know, if you watch any Disney film, the only characters with larger noses are the witches and the baddies um if you look at models typically they don't have or un- you know i would imagine if i asked you to name a model or a celebrity with a very prominent nose you would probably be able to name that person that springs to mind because you don't see many people with a prominent nose so it's unusual it's different and i suppose societally it's not accepted as normal or beautiful in inverted commas. now i'm i think i'm 37 Is that right? Yeah. Something like that. I'm a 37 year old woman. I accept myself fully, but it's taken me a long time to get to this point. And I am talking about self-appearance from that perspective. You know, I think about when I was younger, I would, I would have a savings account for my nose job that I was going to have done. And if I go back to what I was saying before, and I promise you, this is about business. So just keep with me. You just need the backstory first if I go all the way back to school, I can not only remember my nose being, like being, is it bullied? Was I bullied? I suppose I was. It was an ongoing thing. I remember being made fun of. Let's call it that. I remember being made fun of because of my nose. And I don't just remember that. I remember the names of the people who used to make fun of my nose and how I looked. I remember the types of animals that I would be compared to uh, or called. I remember and um, how, you know, people would get me to like, look to them from, you know, straight ahead and then go to tear my face to the side. And they would literally like examine me like I was some sort of specimen. And anyway, you can imagine how growing up that led to some really, um, I don't know, just really unhealthy views of myself. And I I remember being in so many different situations and growing up. And even as a young woman, really being very conscious of this thing that's on my face, right? And this is where I want to start the episode. So the reason I explain all of that isn't so that you go, oh, poor Nikki, you know, she got made fun of because of her large nose first world problems and all that. I'm just giving you the backstory behind what I want to talk to you about today. And what I want to talk to you about today is whatever, whatever you think is wrong with you, in inverted commas, the wrong bit with you, Whatever you think is wrong with you, that's what I want to talk to you about in this episode today. Because when I think back to it, and it's at this point in the episode, I want you to switch on. I, that was me clicking my fingers. I want you to switch on. I want you to start th- listening to what I'm saying and turning it back on yourself. So, some of the questions now as a confident and more mature woman, I ask myself is, is it that I don't like my nose? Or did I just learn that I shouldn't like my nose? Let that one sink in. I'll say it again. Is it that I don't like my nose? Or is it that I learned that I shouldn't like my nose? So you think about what is wrong with you. And I'm going to encourage you here to not, I don't really want this episode to be about body confidence. So please, please make this about business because that's where I'm headed in this episode. So I want you to think about something right now that you have been taught that you shouldn't like about yourself. Now, if I think about the clients that I work with, there is so many examples that I could share with you here. You know, there are clients that come to work with me for the first time and they're like, oh, my brain is just so scatty and all over the place. Or, um, oh, I can't be consistent. (laughs) or <laughs> um i've been told that i'm too much so that's three examples just without even thinking what's yours what have you always thought that you are and that is wrong with you that you shouldn't like and here's where i want to turn this episode straight back to you for a start like me with my nose is it that i don't like my nose or is it that i didn't like my nose or is it that i was taught that i shouldn't like my nose. And I wanna, I wanna, I want you to position that same thing with the example that I've just given you and you've just thought of that thing with yourself. Is it that you don't like your inconsistency? Or is it just that you've been taught that you shouldn't? You know, I'm gonna give you three um journal prompts at the end of this episode really to help you hone in on this stuff. But I just want to start there. Is it that you don't like those things about yourself? Is it that you don't like that you're too much? Or is it that you've been told that you shouldn't be too much and that it's wrong to be too much? Because here's the thing, and this is what I want to present to you in this episode, the problem with blending in or trying to blend in, you know, trying to be more normal, more acceptable, um, appear or be perceived a certain way, the problem with that is on the surface, you might think what I'm about to say, right, is, oh, I know what I know what she, Nick's gonna say here. The problem with blending in or trying to blend in is because you're gonna be like everyone else. And of course, we can logic our ways through that, right? We can go, oh no, no, it's good to be unique and it's good to be you and show up authentically in business and you know, but that's not actually what I wanted to say. That's not actually the the point that I wanted to make. The problem with trying to blend in yeah, of course, is, you know, obviously, because you will be more like everyone else and all the rest of it. And you could go even further with that, right? And you could be like, you know, and if you're like everyone else, then you're not unique and blah, blah, blah. But there's a more insidious, I think that's the right word. Am I getting fancy with my words? There's a more um, costly and really, really negative reason why there is a problem with you trying to blend in It's very costly. And it's because trying to be more acceptable or be perceived as more acceptable or be trying to be more like them and less like you, naturally you, it's costing you. It's costing you time. It's costing you energy. It's costing you attention. And therefore, it's costing you opportunities. I um, shared on my Instagram stories this weekend that one of the walks that I do very frequently is on the cemetery that's near to me near to my house with the dogs and I was saying in the in these stories that I really enjoy walking around the cemetery there's something very comforting and reassuring and grounding and um perspective switching about walking around a graveyard and not just walking around it but What's the difference between a graveyard and a cemetery? I'm going to have to Google that later, later. Um, <laughs> there is something very grounding and perspective switching about doing that walk. and Not just doing the walk, but looking at the person's name, you know, looking at their name, looking at what it says, like beloved father and brother, like who were they and how long did they live and what state is their is their grave in? You know, is is someone very clearly tending to it? Or maybe, you know, the people who love that person aren't here anymore. There's a Macklemore song, actually, um, Can't Hold Us. And in that, he says... There's a, there's a line in there that in there, he says, I hate, I hear you die twice once when they bury you in the grave. And the second time is the last time somebody mentions your name. When you leave here on this earth, did I take more than I gave? Did I look out for my people or did I do it all for fame? I won't continue to rap because when I'm not doing my rap voice, it sounds very silly. I <laughs> realize that, um, yes, I do have a rap voice and no, you will not hear it. Um, but the, the reason I'm telling you all of this anyway, about walking around the cemetery with the dogs is because it reminds me of a time when my mum was passing and, um, I think it was like the week before and we all knew she was very, very poorly. We did not know that it was the end. None of us, maybe she did. Um, but we didn't. And I remember ringing her on the way home from work and, um, I'd handed my notice in and there was lots of political stuff going on about communication and just bullshit. And she called me on it and she was like, Nikki, this is bullshit. What you're talking about is bullshit. It doesn't matter. It's not going to matter. You need to get your head from out your ass and realize what's important. And my mum very rarely spoke that directly to us. I think that my mum was more so, you know, more she would cajole you more. She would listen more. She would sort of hear you out and then be like, oh yeah, but have you considered this? You know, she would be more gentle than she was as direct that day. And by like, my God, <laughs> I can't speak. Did that shock me in the way that it needed to? Because it in that very moment, it snapped me back into reality. It snapped me back into Fuck, that doesn't matter. You matter. Shit, my mum matters. My mum's not well. Mum, are you okay? Is there anything I can get you? I'm sorry that you've just had to hear me ramble on for the last five minutes. When actually, there's bigger problems in the world right now, and that's the reason why I really enjoy doing that walk. And anyway, the reason I'm telling you all of that is because if you've been here for a little while now in the inner work conversation, listening to my listening to my episodes, you'll know that I talk about this book. Right, and I, I believe that there's this book, and let's say it has 96 pages, and each page in that book represents a year of your life, and you're going to live to your 96. And on each page, as you turn each page, there are right there's writing and words and sentences and paragraphs that you literally have no control over. They are written it's in permanent ink. You can't edit them. You can't alter them, and they are the circumstances of your life and with the rest of the space on that page you get to choose you get to hold the pen and the reason i explain that that viewpoint that way is because one of the things that my clients learn on this journey and working with me is about you know giving themselves grace and giving the right amount of their attention to the things that are within their control and giving the right amount of grace to themselves about the things that they can't. And so where, the way I see it is as we navigate each day, let's say you have a, a, just a line, maybe a day on that page. And there's only so much space on that line. You know, there's only so much you can you can fill it with. And that represents your attention. Where are you gonna put your attention that day? Because all of those lines are, are adding up to that page. And each page is adding up to your life. So where the fuck are you going to put your attention? So going back to my point, the problem with trying to blend in is actually because of what it's costing you. Because all the while, let's go back to my nose, all the while I'm focused on me having a big nose. What I'm not focused on where it's costing me is my time. It took so much time. Like being, and I know it sounds really vain, but I'm, you know, I can't apologize for it because it was true. Like I was very vain about my nose and I was very conscious of it, but the amount of time it cost me being self-conscious about my nose, the amount of energy that I used to spend trying to, you know, contour it down and, and the amount of, like, if I think about it as well, the amount of, um, how do I want to say this? where I put my attention in all of that time, I think about the amount of missed opportunities that could have been, had I have not been focused on trying to change myself from my natural state, you know? So I think about that account where I'd say, you know, I was saving up for this nose job and the amount of energy and attention that I was paying, because you pay with your attention. I was paying attention to the fact that I had a bigger nose and what did I miss out on? You know, what? Where could I have been exploring? Where could I have been paying my attention during those times that would have got me a? I'm going to say it in really like calculated terms, but like me a better return on investment. But I don't mean in a what can I get kind of kind of way. I mean like what could I? How could I have paid attention to my relationships more, or to the parts of myself that I actually did like more, or to Anything fucking else other than Nikki's got a big nose and how can I get out of this situation of getting out of being myself? It costs you to try and be more them or more acceptable. It's costing you. So I really wanted to bring that to the episode today, just to help you think about. And I, I'm stuttering over my words because there's even examples that are popping into my head now. I remember being in a nightclub years before I was allowed to be in a nightclub, I shouldn't have been there with my friends. And I was going out with this boy at the time. Um, (laughs) I was very innocent when it came to drugs. I didn't, um, go near drugs. And I remember being a bit drunk and with him and he was a little bit older than me and he, he tapped his nose. Oh no, sorry. His friend tapped his nose and this boyfriend at the time sort of nodded at him and went, I'll see you in a bit to me. And because I was so innocent about drugs, because I was so insecure about my nose, I just assumed that he was talking about your girlfriend with the big nose. And it was only a little while later that I realized that they were actually talking about cocaine. (laughs) But can you see, it's like when you've got insecurities and those insecurities need to be questioned, you know, it's never really that I didn't like my nose. It was that I was brought up thinking that I shouldn't like my nose. And it's costing you to hold on to these things unquestioned and unchallenged because you'll be making assumptions about yourself. Let me give you an example. You might go, okay, I let's say I am just I'm not able to be consistent. I'm very scatty. I'm not very organized. And a client turns around to you tomorrow, you get an email tomorrow and the client says, Hello Nikki, um I've decided to terminate our business relationship. Your style isn't working for me right now, right? Your assumption, because of your unchallenged um, thing about you that you don't like or have been programmed not to like, you might read that email and be like, "Ah, there you go, there, there it is, there's the evidence. That just backs up that I'm not organized and my clients hate me because I'm all over the place. Now that client, if you were curious, which it's hard to be curious when we're coming from a place of insecurity or low self-worth, or low self-esteem, if you're curious, you might say, I'd love your feedback. You know, what's the reason that you're terminating this business relationship? And they might say, oh, I'm moving to Bali and I've won some money. And, you know, that's an extreme example. But the point here is it's costing you in so many other ways than I've just explained, like time, energy, attention, opportunities. It's costing you in the assumptions that you make, the decisions that you that you are making, the way that you put yourself forward for things, or don't, you know the way, the ways that you will count yourself out of opportunities because you think that this reason, this this problem that there is with you means that those things over there they're not meant for you. You know, I remember the amount of times that like there's this is one photo of me and my nephew when I was in Australia. So I would have been, I went over for a few months when I was 15 on my own. And my sister lives there, so I wasn't completely on my own. Um, And I remember this one picture in the back of the car with my nephew, who would have been about three or four at the time. And I was leaning over and kissing him. And it is one of the my favorite photos of us. He's like, I don't know, he's like 22 or something now. But I always remember, I look at that photo now and I'm like, oh, that is just so gorgeous. And I remember the years that I looked at that photo and thought, oh, that is so disgusting. It's just the exact side of my face, like the exact. And can you imagine like the amount of joy that it's costing you to think these things about yourself that go completely unchallenged, just in your subconscious, just floating around, just all of the ways that are wrong with you, that you've been told that are wrong with you and you should think that they're wrong with you too. Or are they? That's what this episode is really about in business. Where are you carrying all of this shit about yourself? And I hear it with my clients, they'll cast sweeping blanket statements without challenging them, without digging into the truth of that statement and they will operate from that space and they will be fed up of themselves operating from that space and further, they will be fed up of the business results that they are seeing and experiencing because these things are going unchallenged within them. So I'm asking you, and I'm gonna give you three prompts to take away from this episode. I'll put them in the show notes so you can see them written down as well. I'm not going to do a blog on it and nothing like that. I might do in the future, but every time I say I'm going to do a blog, I forget. And then you guys are like, where's the blog link? So I'll just whack them in the show notes. Here are the things that I would really like you to consider as we head off this episode. Number one, what have you been unintentionally and unconsciously conditioned not to like about yourself? or if you want to reframe that question what have you been possibly unintentionally and unconsciously conditioned that is wrong about you you shouldn't like that that's not normal it's not the way that business is done and again please like I know I've brought an aesthetic um what's it called self-appearance body confidence kind of example to the table but I just really want you to focus on business and who you are. And number one is like, what about you have you been conditioned not to like? What about you have you been conditioned that shouldn't be the way that successful people in business are? What is that? Write that down. See it in black and white. Sit with it. Go back like I did. Go back to those formative years in business where you were told, you know, you shouldn't like that about yourself. That's not a good thing. Like I remember working in a recruitment agency as the um people development, what was i a people people performance director, whatever training people development, and um I remember like the consultants would be like, "Oh, there's huge gaps in that person's c v and now that I'm older and wiser, I'm like, yeah, maybe they fucking had a baby, or maybe <laughs> maybe they just wanted to take some time out of work." See how we're conditioned, like you should be this kind of human and your CV should look like this and you should demonstrate these kinds of behaviours if you want to be successful. See, my work is about you being successful on your terms and that sounds very lovely, but if you want to be successful on your terms, you best believe that that's going to come at the cost of you needing to do all of that work to re, sorry, to unlearn some of the shit that you've learned is wrong about you. Because it's probably not. And this is not to say, by the way, like, you know, I'm heavy into my learning and development theory. So you know that if we were to sit down and look at the job that you do and the measures around that job and the knowledge and the skills that you need to be able to know and do to do your job effectively, that's not to say that if you're a, I don't know, wedding planner, that you don't need to find your own unique ways of being organized and not dropping the ball. Of course you do, but that doesn't need to look like what they've told you it looks like. It can look your way. Recently, um, someone very close to me is, being, is just finished going through the diagnosis for um, ADD. So the not the hyperactive element of it, but the um, impulsive and inattentive parts of ADD. And I'm learning so much about what life looks like in their world. And I'm thinking about all of the clients that I've worked with over this amount of time now who have been diagnosed or are self-diagnosing with ADHD. And there's this level of grief that you go through, I think, when you start to accept yourself as who you are in business, whereby you realize all those years that you gave yourself shit for the way that you are and the way that you should be. And the way that, by the way, you can be fucking successful in the way that you are. You don't need to be like they've told you you need to be. So just on that, just sort of backing that and summing that, oh, what I'm not saying there is that there's not room for our own growth and development. What I am saying is there are the question here, what about you if you've been conditioned to not like or feel like you shouldn't be like, those will be the parts that you carry as insecurities and they play out in your business. What are they? Define them. Number two, let's have a look at what it's costing you. I can look back and see what me thinking that I shouldn't have a nose like this, I can see looking back what that cost me in terms of time, energy, attention. And therefore, as a result of that, you know, missed opportunities, not just missed opportunities, like on a tangible material basis, but missed opportunities for joy, you know? So going back to your thing in business, what's it cost you so far? Make a list. I'm, be prepared to sit with the discomfort of the feelings that come up. As you do this exercise, I've said in the previous episode, my work is not comfortable. It's meaningful, it's significant, it's purposeful and it's profound, but it's not comfortable. So be okay with sitting with this and maybe feeling quite emotional because you've probably, up until this point, you realize when you do this kind of work, it's probably cost you a lot. It's probably cost you a lot in your self-esteem, in your inner world. It's probably cost you a lot in terms of what you have and haven't put yourself forward for. So what has it cost you? Make a list. What has it cost you to, un— to, sorry, to not unchallenge, <laughs> to not challenge that conditioning that sits within you that says you shouldn't be like that, you know? Oh, that's not normal. That's not good. Whatever, you know? So that's number two. And then the last point I want you to consider is, can you value something else that's more important to you? For many, many years with the nose thing, my beautiful family and friends would always, try, and I I look back and I can see sneaky ways that they always used to try and like make me feel better about having a big nose. So one of my sisters would say, you know, did you know that Giselle Bündchen was particularly chosen for a sunglasses campaign because she had a larger nose than... an an average model, like they would go out of their way to find examples of reasons why I should accept myself the way that I am. And I'm, God, I'm saying all of this, like it consumed my life. It didn't, you get it, right? And this last point is rather than try and convince yourself, like, you know, that sort of, let's override it with a bit of positivity, let's not, Let's not try and love ourselves into loving our nose at the world and its fucking dog tells us we shouldn't love. But let's just value something else more. That's what happened with me. There's been countless times where I've had the opportunity to get a nose job. You know, when I earned good money, when my husband went on deal or no deal and we won some money, that's a true story. When <laughs> I received inheritance, like there's been many opportunities for me to comfortably invest in a nose job. And what's happened over the years, particularly I think as I've matured more so in the last five years, I reckon. And yeah, you know, you're looking back, my mum passed in 2017. My dad passed not that long ago. Um, and I, I suppose, and also like I'm a mum to a 14 year old. So I reckon that life experiences show you that there are more important things and there are more significant things of greater value than you paying attention to this thing that you you shouldn't be happy with about yourself. And that's where I want to wrap up this episode. You know, Can you value something else? And that's a practice. That is a practice. Can you practice to value something else that is more important to you than the thing you're not meant to accept about yourself? So, for example, if you go, Oh, yeah, you know, the world has always told me in conscious and subconscious way, direct and indirect ways, that I am too much and I shouldn't be okay with being too much and I should tone it down a little. You know, the world has told me that. Can you find something else that you value more than that? Can you find something else that you value more? So can you value your self-expression more than what the world thinks you should be? Can you value the opportunity that you've got and the privilege that you've got to express yourself in business more than other people saying, you're too much, you should tone it down? If it's the, I'm not consistent thing, can you value something out that inconsistency more than you value the way that they think you should be, the way that they're telling you, the world is telling you, you should be? Can you, va- so if I if I take that as an example, let's say that you've been told no 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 you need to be consistent to be a you know a successful business owner what does that look like well maybe it looks like consistent revenue months maybe it looks like consistently sharing content for people's consumption maybe it looks like consistently growing your business and scaling up can you value your inconsistency about the way that you navigate business more than you value those things can you value the way that you're inconsistent and therefore it means that you are able to juggle different things. Can you value your inconsistency and what that gives you or not, what that gives your clients more than how you've been told you should be? So, number one, what about you? Like, let's bring it to the service. What about you? Have you been told you shouldn't like, you shouldn't accept? is bad, is wrong, is less than, is not how successful people navigate business. Number two, if you were to take an inventory of what it's cost you up until this point, what would you find? And number three, can you value something else more than you value putting your time, energy and attention in to not being that thing? You know, you shouldn't be like that. I hope this episode has served you by way of shifting your perspective. I imagine that if it resonates with you, it's probably struck a few chords and you might want to listen to this episode a few times. You might want to listen to it and let it wash over you the first time and then actually go, do you know what? Tomorrow morning, I'm going to sit down with a pen and paper before the world wakes up and I'm going to go through this as a journal and exercise and please never forget with all of this kinds of work, and I say this because this is these are the conversations that I have with my own clients, this isn't a once and done thing. You know, it. I was 30 years before I even started to entertain the thought of maybe my nose is fine. <laughs> maybe there's more to me than my nose. Maybe there's more to life than being concerned about what people think about my nose. Maybe I should give less of a fuck About my nose, what would life look like then? And funny enough, the more that I did that and the more I valued my time being spent on my business and me just enjoying myself, the happier I got, the more successful I got. So Yes, this is as much about choosing your fucks as it is about learning to uncondition, decondition, unlearn some of the shit that you've been taught you should be spending your, you should be paying attention to and spending your time and energy on. And that is an ongoing practice because it's not going to happen overnight. It was not that long ago that I saw a real pop-up on my Instagram with one of the Kardashians getting like prosthetics done by her daughter And she was having a prosthetic nose putting on she was like, oh my God, this is such a big nose. It wasn't even that big. I mean, it was fairly large, but no bigger than mine. And it's like, even now that shit's happening and it will for you too. Whatever your thing was that you identified, it will still be happening. The world does not accept not normal. And I'm asking you to bring your not normalness to the table because my clients, when they are they're not normal selves in business when they shine like the unique human that they are in business and they accept all of what they've been conditioned to believe are their flaws. My god, do you not? You just have such a better experience navigating business. You're more able to have your own back, you're more able to be conscious and intentional with where you're paying your attention, and that's important. So Before I wrap the episode up, please know that my one-to-one spaces are filling and I'm really pleased about that because the clients that I'm looking like I'm going to be working with this summer are just making me so happy. And if you want to do this work with me and if you want to shift and change some of the things that will keep paying you back for the rest of your life, The doors are open, the link is in the show notes, as well as the three points mentioned. So with that, please never forget, I am always cheering you on, you, the very unique human that you are. I am always cheering you on, and I really do hope that you are cheering you on too. loved having you with me today. Now it's over to you. There are three things you can do straight away. Number one, have a think about what one thing stood out the most in this episode and how you can use it to create change in your life and business and message it to me. Just a simple act of writing it out and sending it to someone who gets it is usually enough to keep you accountable to take the next steps. Number two, think of one person who'd really benefit from hearing this episode today and send it to them. Tell them I said hi. And lastly, don't forget, if it's your time to take this work to the next level, pop me a message and ask about my services and we can see what would be the best fit for you. And as always, please never forget, I am always cheering you on and I hope that you are cheering you on too.